everyone, and, and thank you for listening in with us today. My name is Jordan Smith, host of today's podcast, which is part one of our three-part series of the Voices series. I'm joined today with my co-host, Charles Wilson, and our president and CEO, Keith Jackson. Keith, thank you for joining us today. Well, good morning. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, we, we're glad that you we were able to join us because today we're talking about um, a sensitive but an important topic and, and really one that needs to be talked about more openly, and that's the social injustice and systemic racism that our country has been dealing with really for centuries. Um, so we're, we're going to hit on a few different uh, talking points here, but just to kick things off, Keith, um, I'd like to get some insight from you uh, to get us started. You've spoken previously about protests that you've experienced when you were younger, people pushing for basic human rights of equality uh, that, that really everyone should be able to enjoy. Do you think that, that corporations are, are beginning to shoulder a larger responsibility in recent years to, to speak out against these injustices? Yeah, it definitely uh, has been a trend where corporations uh, are being more vocal uh, and making sure that uh, the social networks understand where they stand. Uh, and I think that's very important. Um, if you think about uh, the people we deal with, our coworkers, our suppliers, our customers, our communities, they need to understand what our values are as companies. And uh, I think that's important uh, so they know how to interact with us and they know our expectations. Uh, because uh, you know, having the wrong expectations does lead to a lot of these clashes uh, and uh, the social injustice that's out there uh, as I mentioned in one of my earlier uh, notes, I mean, I, I had hoped by now would be long over, but it's not. Uh, and so it needs to be addressed, and, and like I said, companies need to let the world know where they stand. And thank you for that, Keith, and again, thank you for taking your time out of your day to meet with us. Um, and you touched about a little bit on the community and what their perception is. So I know what everything on does as far as going towards diversity and inclusion, the resources that they provide within diversity and inclusion, but some people in the community only see a executive staff that is little that has little to no ethnic diversity. How do you raise the awareness from them, and what do you say to those individuals? Yeah, it's a, it, it is a, a goal in uh, technology particularly. You'll hear a lot of the technology CEOs complain because we don't have as much uh, uh, encouragement uh, of uh, diversity into engineering. And so I think uh, part of our response that we're doing is trying to get at that early and trying to really encourage uh, younger people uh, to get into engineering uh, so we have the pool of talent to draw from. Uh, that's not letting anybody off the hook. Um, we at uh, ON actually have specific uh, goals that the executives are measured to. Uh, to increase our diversity and we take them seriously and uh, increase those goals every year, um, make, them, make them tougher on ourselves. So it is something that we are addressing, not something that we want to address, uh, but we think we have to get the whole ecosystem. So you have to get more people who are qualified into the system. Uh, we've got to give more opportunities to the people in our system uh, to, uh, for promotions and, and bigger responsibilities and then we've got to get more folks uh, at the senior levels and so we're committed to doing all of that uh, unfortunately it takes more time than any of us would like yeah. and to Charles's point we've seen the numbers we've we've seen how big this is internally to, to push to, to increase those and to change the goals and make them um, larger goals for us to hit personally 
for you. Do you feel like we are moving at a rate that you think is, is good, Clip? Do you think we need to move a little bit faster in that regard? Or, or where do you think, just as far as overall movement, we're sitting? Yeah, we'd really like to move as quick as we can. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the goal setting we do looks at uh, each year how, how much progress do you think we can make? I mean, that's what we kind of sit down and do and say, what's a great stretch goal? And that's what we go for. Um, but as I mentioned, uh, this is this is a process. It's something that uh, wasn't uh, didn't develop over the last few days, and it won't be solved over the next few days. But it is something with constant attention. Uh, I'm confident uh, that we can achieve our objectives of time. And when it comes to diversity and inclusion, I know that On Semiconductor has initiatives for diversity and inclusion within the workplace. Does On Semiconductor have any initiatives to help with diversity and inclusion within the community and provide? Uh, maybe I know some other companies are providing black owners with you know other resources. Is On Semiconductor looking to get into something like that? Yeah, we're working with our affinity networks uh, in the community. Uh, we're we're hoping that they can help us reach out uh, and find the right opportunities. Uh, I will tell you at this stage, um, you know most of the opportunities we've had have been focused towards education, um, somewhat self-serving frankly, because we want more great employees for the company. Uh, but uh, we, we are in communities. We, uh, I know during the COVID thing, we've talked a lot about how we've given masks and protective equipment. And so we are looking for those opportunities, but frankly, we need our uh, affinity network uh, groups to, uh, to help point us some of the opportunities. Well, and I know that with our response, too, it was something where we wanted to make sure we got all the facts before we came out and just said something right away when when all of this news started to to come up. Um, I would say it's, for anyone, it would be impossible to respond to something like this perfectly, that there's never going to be a perfect response. But in your eyes, how, how do you respond to a situation like this with waiting to get all those facts, but also showing support for that community as a whole company and, and not just talking the talk, but really walking the walk with that. Yeah, I think there's a lot of things to be considered, but uh, mm-hmm. if, if, if I look at new events that may occur in the future, yeah. uh, I think we should be a little quicker in um, restating our values mm-hmm. uh, publicly uh, and making sure, again, that uh, we're out there letting people know what we believe in um, a little faster. Uh, but. Companies really shouldn't be political mouthpieces, so we shouldn't be like writing little scripts we're ready to go with, uh, but we should very genuinely, openly, and honestly be ready to share uh, the values that we've got with our communities. So do you think that that is the new norm for companies to at least have a statement ready for issues like these, like social issues? Because as we know, the company is, you know, has people from these communities and they want to hear from the, from up top that the company that they're working from, the leaders are also supportive for something like this. Yeah, absolutely. And hopefully uh, you are an unemployee. You've heard multiple times our core values here. <laughs> and uh, you've seen our posters in the hallways and, and know the things that we care about. Uh, but to your point, the communities don't. And so we, we do need to be very ready to, to share those things. And we've got a great uh, base of employees here at ON. Uh, giving to their communities, uh, the food banks, um, responses that we get here, uh, people volunteering all the time for, you know, cancer, for juvenile um, diabetes, I mean, you name it. And so we've just got great people here. It, it doesn't hurt to let people know that. Yes. And 
that goes into my next question. So companies have made statements, On has made a statement, and when it comes to social issues, and I'm not going to get too far into the actual recent incident that kind of sparked everything, but why do you think that was the breaking point? Um, did, did On feel pressure to make a statement after? No, we didn't. Uh, so we didn't make a, a statement because we felt pressured. Um, we, we basically um, were observing the news like everyone else and uh, just felt that it made sense for us to get, uh, to get a, a statement out to let people know, again, where we stood uh, as a company and our values. But there's, there's no pressure. Uh, we weren't getting write-in letters or hate mail or I, and none, none of that prompted it. It sure. was just more of a, you know, it's time to make sure that uh, that folks do know what our values are. And with that response too, is it is is that something where executives seek feedback from internal employees on on how they're going to respond to an event like that? Because it's it, it's big. You know, it's a, it's a big event, and obviously you have a lot of employees that you need to think of that this isn't their life. They've got a life outside of on. Um, is that something that executives look into before coming out with a response to something that's this big of a magnitude? Well, certainly uh, we did get responses and we do look for them. Um, there's lots of ways you can get word to us. Uh, I will tell you that the social media is quite active with our communications group. Uh, and so they, uh, they gladly pass along the, a lot of that to us. Uh, there's questions at onsummy.com that people send things in. I get direct emails. Uh, and so, which, which we're always open to do, you know, novel idea. So the answer is there's lots of ways to get us uh, word, and we do get it, and we do listen to it. Um, but, uh, but again, uh, the point there is uh, there, was, there was certainly a feeling amongst the team, the executive team, uh, that it was, it was a good time to just reinforce our values. Oh, it was excellent time to reinforce, reinforce the values. Um, and like you said, the, the, the employees of the company have opportunities, they have different ways to get in contact with the executives, uh, but do you think moving forward with certain issues that happen in the community that executives will be seeking um, information or feedback from employees before making a public statement like that? Again, I, I will just say we're always open. We'd love to get uh, comments from employees, um, but as far as the cause and effect or waiting for the comments to make, uh, to my earlier comment, I don't think we need to wait a lot. Uh, I think it's, it's always good to reiterate what we believe in uh, publicly, and we don't, we don't need a lot of, of comments to make that happen. So Keith, just to get a little bit deeper into uh, <laughs> social issues, what does Black Lives Matter mean to you, and do black lives matter? <laughs> Well, again, I'm not going to get into the political nature of that uh, because I don't think companies belong in, in specific movements and, and things. But uh, the concept that Black Lives Matter is, I mean, it, it's absolutely, I mean, it was a given for me. It was something that I was kind of like, why would you even need to say that? Um, because I thought I lived in a country that uh, all of us were created equal and we had, I'm going to be treated the same. And, and again, like I said, it's, it's not happening. But I'm just telling you that, that it's, it's terrible that we even have to have those kinds of statements because mm -hmm. it should be intuitive. Um, it shouldn't be any different from anything else. But uh, yeah, it does. It does matter. Uh, and uh, in this case, again, I think it, it's just going to require, uh, require a lot more attention uh, on, the, on the issues to get them resolved because they weren't being resolved. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, we at ON, like I said, are re ready to step up and 
see what we can do to get um, to get uh, um, the social uh, issues raised to a, a point inside the company that we can feel good about it. And I just want to add, um, thank you for saying that. I think as someone that identifies as black, it, I appreciate that that statement. Um, you know, you, there's other companies where you know the employees might not be able to have a direct communication with with the CEO, and just hearing you being able to at least address that means a lot to me. So I appreciate that. Yeah, and one thing I wanted to add too, just with Ons Affinity Networks, I that's. A, something new to me coming into this company and seeing that we have all these different networks for our different employee bases that's that's awesome I, I feel like it gives them um, more of a sense of community within the within the workplace and um, uh, ability for them to kind of branch out outside of their area wherever they may be working um, my question is is with those different groups do you feel like that is is good enough for the support for those different groups that we have working here do you think we're on the right track I should say as far as making sure that they feel um, valued within the workplace and, and equal to, to the rest of the workplace? You know, I think we've made uh, a really good um, start uh, mm -hmm. on that. Uh, we've been at it for a few years now. Uh, each of these uh, affinity networks we have has a executive sponsor mm -hmm. uh, and uh, executives on the, as part of the, the network. Um, and so we get, uh, you know, real visibility at the top of the company into what's going on and what the needs are. Uh, and I'm very happy to say we're able to uh, respond uh, to the needs that are turned up by those groups uh, and the opportunities that they turn up uh, to, uh, to promote the right causes. So uh, I think it's, I guess the answer is I think it's working. I think everything can get better over time, uh, but uh, I'm, I'm pretty, uh, pretty proud that, uh, that we've got uh, all of the uh, engagement that we have with the Affinity Networks. And what would what would you think would be um, ideal as far as getting more engagement within the, the within these groups that on semiconductors provided um, with Ben uh, Continua? How do you see like what is the best way to get more engagement uh, with these uh, affinity network groups? Yeah, you know, really, uh, it's it's about um, having opportunities for people to participate. Um, and so anytime, um, as I mentioned, we have great people here at ON, and anytime there's an opportunity for us to participate and do good for our communities, um, you know, people are willing and ready to go. Uh, and so I think if, uh, you know, to answer your question on how do we get more participation is, you know, let's create more opportunities for participation. And I think people will. So obviously, Keith, um, companies are not prepared for situations where you know, because social injustice and social inequality and these types of events that happened recently could happen at any time. So obviously we hope that this does not happen. Uh, but how would you rate ON's time as far as like response time as well as the message that ON has sent publicly? How would you rate that? Well, I think we sent a message that was, um, was direct and to the point. Um, and I think uh, uh, there should be little question about where we stand on things. So I think the messaging itself was good. Um, as I mentioned earlier, we might could have been a little quicker uh, on that message. Mm -hmm. um, and so we'll, we'll look at ways to, uh, to make sure we've got a, a ready to go uh, kind of reinforcement of where we're at. But, um, you know, 
You talk about being reactive or proactive. In this case, um, none of us know what's going to spark a social event and what that social event will be. And so kind of part of our preparedness just needs to be um, a communication that's quickly customizable um, <laughs> to the situation, but reflects uh, the values of the corporation and our people. And, and so I think uh, action-wise, uh, you know, that's, that's the key. Um, our message and our beliefs aren't going to change with, with an um, instant, uh, instance of anything. Uh, it's really, you know, and the response should then be very similar. Just have a little bit of customization, we maybe we get quicker. Yeah, and it seems like unfortunately that's kind of becoming the norm that you have to have somewhat of a of a starting point to jump off from when when some of these things come up. And um, to your point earlier, it, it's not the company's role to be a political mouthpiece, but it's also important to to make sure the public knows kind of where our values right. lie within the company. That's exactly right. So. Well, yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate with the social media era that everyone is, it's a popcorn era, so when something happens, they want the companies to respond then and right now. Um, so, again, there's no perfect timing. I know Martin Luther King said that there's no perfect time to, or there's no uh, perfect time to be right on the right side of history. So um, I'm glad with On Semiconductor stance on this and you know, unfortunately with social media, they, they drive a lot of, uh, <laughs> a lot of talks over the net, which spread like wildfire. <laughs> yeah. so. and, and like we said when we started this, it, it's not really an easy topic to talk about, but again, it's, it's one that needs to be addressed. Um, so Keith, I just wanted to thank you again for, for your time today. Um, looking forward to, to having more of these conversations in the future, hopefully not about these particular topics, <laughs> but just in general. Um, so thank you all for listening. Uh, be sure to tune in for part two of our, of our three-part series for our Voices series. And again, Keith, thank you for your time. Bye-bye.